Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. The title of this episode is Don't Be Religious and It is a Warning. Before we dive into the teaching, I think it's important that we revisit what it is to be religious versus being a follower of Christ. So religion is doing things out of routine. It does not require uh, a relationship with Jesus and your heart and your mind are not in tune with Jesus. Whereas being a follower is serving the Lord while your heart and mind are in sync with his will. You have the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ because you are baptized by the Holy Spirit and he is leading you to carry out the will of the Father. They are very different. One, religious people are not on fire, whereas followers of Christ are on fire. They're on fire. They are desiring to serve Jesus. They are seeking opportunities, whereas religious people are not. Did you know that the father of religion is Satan? In John, this is where Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and he's discussing Abraham's seed and Satan's seed. I'm going to start in verse 37. So I'm in John chapter 8, verse 37, and it says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father. So Jesus here is implying that the Pharisees have a different father. And in verse 39, the Pharisees answer and say to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. And here Jesus is referring to Abraham's faithfulness uh, in his works. Um, If you recall, Abraham sacrificed his one and only son, Isaac. Uh, He was, you know, very obedient and submissive to the Lord. Uh, Continuing in verse 40. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Again, implying Abraham is not your father, your father is someone else. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Verse 42, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I have proceeded forth, came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. There it is. So God is very clear here, not just implying there's a different father, not just saying your father is different, but naming the father. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So again, religious people cannot hear God's words, whereas followers of Jesus Christ can hear God's words. They are in sync. So again, religious people cannot hear God's words, whereas followers of Christ 
can hear God's words because they are in tune with the Father. But again, very clear here that the father of religion is Satan. We know that the Pharisees are religious people and Jesus has clearly labeled their father as the devil. And you know, in the end times, there's going to be many mega churches filled with religious people and there's going to be preachers who need the money who will maintain a congregation of religious people so that the tithes keep coming in. And to do this, they're not going to rebuke or correct anybody. And they're only going to focus on what I like to call milk teachings, these very surface level teachings of Jesus Christ, like love, love one another as Jesus Christ loves you, love one another as you love yourself, God is love. They're going to focus on these milk teachings instead of tr striving to correct and exhort upon deeper teachings of the Lord so that the people are changed. This is going to keep a congregation of religious people and these teachers are false teachers leading lukewarm and cold people. Did you know that Jesus condemned religious people to hell? And it's really important to know this because if you are religious today, the same condemnation is yours. I want to read in Matthew chapter 23, and this is woe to the scribes and Pharisees. And again, these are religious people. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to focus on verse 33. So again, Matthew 23, verse 33, and it says, and this is Jesus calling the scribes and Pharisees, serpents, broods of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? That is verse 33. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? So he's very clearly saying you are condemned to hell because you are religious. How can you escape? That's how we know that they are condemned to hell. Even Jesus condemned the people. Religious people are not going to be successful in the end. It is so important that these warnings are preached today because there are so many walking, believing that they're going to be reconciled with the Father at the end. When the truth is, they need to take steps now to initiate the reconciliation. God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. We must all humble ourselves before Jesus Christ in repentance for our sins so that we may be baptized by the Holy Spirit. That is what we need to do. And religious people don't understand that and they are not moving forward and they are not going to be successful in the end. And I want to remind you of something that we've talked about recently on this podcast in Acts 19. This is about the time when the Jews, the Jewish exorcists, they went to exorcise a demon from somebody. And I just want to read, um, I want to read starting in verse... 11. So I'm in Acts 19 verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, we exercise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Sevka, a Jewish chief priest who did so verse 15 and the evil spirit answered the demon inside the person answered jesus i know and paul i know but who are you could you imagine these people were religious they could not exercise the demons so much so that the demons chose to speak and say but who are you 
in the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overpowered them. So very embarrassing, just a refresher there. But it's it's important that we recognize ourselves and if we are religious or if we are not, because we will not be successful just as these Jews were not successful in exercising these demons. You know, that's a way that we can know if we are a verified servant of God because he says in his words that we shall cast out demons. We shall lay hands on the sick and they will get well. We shall cast out demons in his name, in Jesus's name. So the fact that these Jewish priests could not do that is a very powerful message to them that they needed to change, right? And you know, religion is easier than following Jesus. There is less judgment from the world when it comes to religion. When you are religious, you are judged less, right? You conform more. You are able to blend in more. You can fit in more because your beliefs are easily swayed when you are religious. However, religious people misjudge followers of Christ. They call them judgmental, though they are righteous. And I want to give an encouragement to the followers that are listening in today. Don't be afraid to be called judgmental if you're on fire. If they call you judgmental, you are just carrying out the will of the Father. Do not be deterred and do not be ashamed. Keep going because we are called to preach against lukewarmness. And now I do believe that there is a, a way to discern the level of, an in, of intensity that we come on to others. Uh, and even I myself struggle with that because we're so excited and on fire with God that we want to share what we know. However, do not be discouraged if they call you judgmental. And this is only if you know you are on fire. Likewise, only judge others if you are on fire, right? You cannot judge somebody if you yourself are lukewarm or cold. You must be on fire for God. And the Bible warns about that. You know, today, this world wants to tell us that we cannot judge and that's not true. And that's not true. When we have the mind of Christ, when we are true followers of Jesus and we know the word, we can judge. We can judge. Religious people often misjudge true followers of Christ because, again, they don't have the mind of Christ to understand. They're not baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I want to give an example in the Bible that confirms that religious leaders do not understand. So these religious people that were in the presence of Jesus, they could not understand what he was saying. And this is in John 7. The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things concerning him. And the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Take who? Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer, and then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me, or where I am you cannot come. Then the Jews said amongst themselves, Where does he intend to go that we should not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What is this thing that he said, You seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come? They didn't understand. They didn't understand. Now we know today that Jesus is referring to his crucifixion and him returning to the Father. He's predicting his own death here. He's sharing that, but the people don't understand because they are religious. They do not know him. They did not spend time with him. They did not have a like mind of Christ. Now in Revelations 3, chapter 17, this is a letter that Paul writes to the lukewarm church. So again, this is a letter to a church. This is not a letter to a jail full of criminals. It's to the church. And it says, and I, the angel of the church of the Lycodians, write, these things says the amen, 
the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation of God, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. This is Jesus saying this. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Jesus said that. And of course, it's not literally wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. It's spiritually you may have so much with what the eyes can see, right? With this world. But in the spirit, you are wretched. You are miserable. You are poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you might be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with my eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Again, we refer to those verse a lot because it is so important that it's understood that you don't just keep repenting, 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 repenting. You are serious and you repent one time. You make up your mind one time to serve the Lord. Behold, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Don't we want that? We want to dine with Jesus. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So again, this is a letter to religious people. But you don't know that you are wretched and blind and naked in the Spirit. You lack the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ. You can fix that today with repentance. With repentance, you must take an action to be reconciled with God. Religious people are going to be shocked on judgment day if they do not change, if they do not make up their mind. Religious people depend on grace to save them, but grace expires. You know, even I myself, I hear so many people, um, they just continue to say, Lord, thank you for your grace and mercy. And we are thankful for that. But we don't live in that bubble of grace and mercy and continue to live our life according to how we want to live our life because grace expires. And a really good example of that is Noah. People told Noah that he was crazy for building the ark. And then it started to rain. And so many of those people wanted to get on that boat but their grace had expired. When you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, you become an agent of change for the glory of God. You're unashamed to righteously judge by the law of Christ. You move against man for the glory of God. Not that we are against man. We want man to be saved. However, we do not conform to the ways that man wants us to, to the ways this earth wants us to. Right? We don't, we're not moved by uh, comments that we are judgmental. Right? Again, people told Noah he was crazy. Even man told Nehemiah that he would not be successful in rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. Yet they moved into God's will. They were faithful to him and they were successful. 
Religious people do not move into God's will. Religious people make excuses. Religious people are lukewarm. Religious people spend more time on how to enjoy life through the things of earth to make them happy rather than dedicating the time to serve the Lord because it makes him happy. There's a huge difference there. There's a huge difference there. And I don't share this with you because, you know, there's this burning hatred for religious people. I love people. It's my desire and it should be your desire to collect as many souls for heaven as you can. But I will say that I hate religion and God hates religion. I hate it because God hates it. So I ask you, are you full time for the kingdom? Are you a full time worker for the kingdom of God? Or are you full of time, meaning full of free time? If you're full of time, there needs to be a change there. Do you want to make sure that you're not religious? Then you better make sure that the demons know you like we shared in Acts chapter 19. And in order to do that, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to repent and be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And that's not a water baptism. That's not a water baptism. This is a baptism by the Holy Spirit. It's a spiritual baptism. And in just a moment, a moment... Your entire life will change once you make up your mind and he will truly lead you. This is what you need to do to move into your calling. You must decide because the Bible warns us of the Antichrist and he will come and many are going to be deceived. The Bible says that many will be deceived by him. The Antichrist is religious. This will be a man who possesses the spirit of Satan in a body. Just as Jesus came to earth and had the spirit of God in his body. This is going to be a man who possesses the spirit of Satan in a body. The Antichrist is going to perform miracles like followers do. He's going to heal the sick. He's going to speak in tongues. And it's really going to confuse and mislead so many. He will have a following. And his performance, it's a performance, again, is going to deceive so many. The only thing the Antichrist will not do is cast himself out of others who are affected by demons, possessed, and oppressed because they're his. They're his. He cannot cast himself out. Remember, if the demons run, you're a verified servant of God. Consistency and the magnitude of your works that you do for the Lord are also seen by the devil. It's very important that we are consistent and that we are investing our time in the right works of God, not planning ourselves, right? But as we plan, we lean on the Lord and we ask him to lead us. But first, we must be the miracle before we can perform miracles. We must be the miracle first. What do I mean by that? We must repent and be baptized by the Holy Spirit because that in itself is a miracle. That in itself is a miracle. When that happens, we will be baptized. And when that happens, we shall become witnesses for Jesus Christ and out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. That's what the Bible says. Rivers of living water. We will speak life into others. We will speak life into those who are religious. We will share the good news of Jesus Christ, right? That's what the rivers of living water is. It will spew out of us, right? Speaking life into others. So humble yourself before the Lord today. If you want to be different and you want the power of the Holy Spirit, pray to the Lord for direction. Repent. 
be serious and repent. I want to encourage you to seek a church preaching these things. I want, I want to encourage you to seek it in the Bible. Open your Bible, read it. Start moving so that you too can walk in the newness of life. We don't want to be religious. We don't want to be religious. We want to be hot on fire followers of Christ. And there is still time today where you can make up your mind to serve Jesus. Amen. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.